be sick if, if Cortez and Trapstar collaborated? Because everyone's kind of pitting them against each other. Why don't you lot just make a one-off piece together? They, I don't feel like you've reached your peak yet. Like, it's still coming. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, always no, still sure, more to come. For sure, for sure. And, and do you know what it is? Even, even aside from all of that, like, there are people in parts of this country right now that have a dream to start a clothing line and they don't even have the network I have. Okay, are you ready to settle down? Do you know And still, it's like I'm the last of the real. It's like I'm the last of the real. <laughs> I never use Siri. Yeah, so I turn it off. But when you're driving in a car that has Apple Play, you have to have Siri on it. You can't use Apple Play. Mm. So annoying. So now I just have to leave it on. It's jarring. Or then I have to keep switching it on and off, which I can't be bothered to do. How long have you had your car for? This one, I've had this one since September. Oh, everyone's on that microwave, man. That's my first car, the Polo GTI. Oh, is it? So, yeah, man. No, that's a good first car, man. I had a, I had a Peugeot 206, my first car. I was going to get that. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead, don't. <laughs> bro, it's a, that's a Volkswagen. Like, as long as it's a German car, you're good. Don't, don't fuck yeah. with French cars, bro. I got it. Um, I didn't want to get a, what's it called? What? Like a Dinger as a first car. Yeah. And it's just like... If I'm going to spend a lot on a dingo, it's like, I might as well, like, even like four or five K, let's say, it's still a lot to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still going to, I'd rather invest into like a good, decent car that, that will last long, innit? I don't, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. I like some people, some people say just, oh, get a car and then dash it if you break or whatever. Mm. I'm not, I don't nah, know. Nah, 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 nah. Volkswagen's a good car, man. It's German, mm. like I said, so. Yeah. Are we in? Are we live? Craig Mitch, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I appreciate you for coming on, man. I can't, bro. I can't believe it. Why? Because before you as well, I had Adiola Patron, and now I see you. And oh, is like, it? Yeah, bro. Sick, I'm, like, man. I'm so thrilled. I'm so honored as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what it is? When I met you, you got good energy, man. Like, I'm I an energy it. person. So, like, oh, I appreciate people it, can talk, it. they can say things or whatever, but I'm an energy person. So, good, you, the energy was good. So, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so no, much. No worries, bro. Um, What's happening? What's happening with you? What's going on? How's how's life? Give me like a life update now. What's happening? A lot, man. Yeah. I'm, um, you know, like personal life. I'm in the process of sorting my first mortgage, which is like, Swear, congrats, yeah, man. thank you, bro. Which is like headache, mm. especially during these these financial times we're in right now. It's like interest rates are high. Trying to find the right brokers, just trying to find the right mm. area. There's like, it's a long process, and I think that's why one I've put it off for so long, mm. um, and two a lot of people in general don't even get on the property ladder. It's not even so much they can't afford it because we can all make sacrifices and like get on the property ladder. But I think it's just daunting, the lack of information. And then once you get the information, actually going through with it, you need lawyers, you need all these sorts of yeah. things. It's a daunting task and I'm going through that right now, but but I'm just, I'm happy. Yeah, I thought getting a mortgage would be just like, like an easy thing to do. Like put a deposit down and that's it, keep nah. it moving. No, it's a lot of... You still need to get accepted, that, man. I'm like, even, see, I, when I get to that stage, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. Bro, like, you, need, you, need, you need the right, obviously, credit score and you need like to find a bank that will lend you the money. You need a good broker. You need, bro, there's so much shit that goes into it. <laughs> and then obviously when you're self-employed as well, that's mm. another hurdle like that you need to prove that, you know, you, you've been earning a certain amount of money for a certain period of time and that you can sustain that and then... Bro, it's long, but yeah, on my on the personal side of things, that's going on, and then like professionally, yeah, man, just bare things, bro. Kick game, mm -hmm. football work, just done a series, completed it on the weekend with uh, Man City called Nissan Electrical Way Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So just juggling football content, and then obviously like the lifestyle and, and fashion content with Kick Game. Do you feel like because you started in was it football talk, right? No, nah, do you know what? I actually started in music and entertainment. Oh. That's how I started. I had a blog years ago called Mitch and Suave, like years ago. I was in a duo. And then um, we I started that when I was at uni. And then as the years went on, the kind of music industry, this is around 2013, the music industry 
kind of shifted from like physical and, and mp3s to digital mm-hmm. so like the, there was no money in the music industry at that time where they were figuring it out for like artists let alone presenters or people that were trying to like be in front of the camera and bearing in mind youtube there was no money on youtube really back then like that like there was no social media money so i had to pivot so i was like shit like what else what else am i passionate about what else am i interested in i was like well i love music i love fashion i love football so like i, heard, I went into football i heard you started off as like a I was like, you were an actor at one point, no? No, well, I wasn't an actor. I was like doing extra work. Doing extra yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, I was doing extra work. But How I got, old were you when you did it? Young. I, but, but I got into that through modelling. So like I won a modelling mm. competition <laughs> randomly, yeah. My friends bet me to go into like a modelling competition in, in my area and I entered it. And then I somehow I ended up winning it. And then I got a year's contract with a child modelling agency. And then off the back of that, like, I don't know how it kind of overlaps. Like you'd start doing extra work because then like the agency will put you out for certain things. So right. then I started being in like BBC dramas and things like that. And I was having short stints. Then it lent to like, it kind of leaned into kind of bigger parts here and there. Mm. And then my mum took me out because she wanted me to focus on on education. It was really? mad. But was it, was it, okay, so this is like something that you wanted to do. Yeah. And you're like, cool, I have an idea of where I want to go. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to do extra work for like whatever. It was, this was like, this is the career. Not, not extra work, but more like, I'm going to start this off to, eventually lead me to get in somewhere in the creative industry yeah do you know what back then i was so young bro i, I had no clue like all yeah. i knew is that i liked being in front of the camera that's mm. what i knew because like growing up in the 90s like there was so much good television mm. on tv like today it's dead there's just like reality tv and football so digital, it's like love island and football that's the only thing young people watch tv for mm. other than that they're watching netflix youtube but I knew in the nineties there was so much good television. Like you, like as a kid, you had like Nickelodeon, Trouble, Channel U, MTV based. Then even on like terrestrial TV, you had sick game shows like Supermarket Sweep, Crystal Maze, mm. like all of these sorts of shows. So I just grew up watching sick TV. So I was like, I want to work in TV somehow, yeah, shape, yeah. or form. I didn't know how. Yeah. I didn't know how I was gonna get into it. But I just knew I wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. And then like, yeah, I just somehow got into it, bro. Cool. Then, Moving. Okay. So so okay. Your mum wanted you in education and then yeah. after that you're like, all right, cool. I'm leaving this. Let me just focus on education. And then what were the steps after that? Um, so yeah, I focused on education. I was in secondary school. This was at like the start of secondary school, focused on that. Um, and then through there, I didn't really do anything in, in TV anymore. I was just in school. Mm. And then I left school and I went to a college. It was a sixth form college called The Swap. I don't know if you heard of it. Oh. It's in like, it's in Hampstead. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Tottenham with Green. So I spent ah. a portion of my, of my life in Tottenham and then I moved to with Green and spent the other early years of my life in with Green. So basically North London. Um, but my mum was conscious she didn't want me to go to school in ends because it was just like, it's just mad in the ends. Like all the schools in my ends were bad. So my mum was like, I'm sending you to school at ends. So I went to school in East Finchley called Bishop Douglas. Okay, That's not too far from here. And then, um, yeah, after that, a lot of the people in my year, when it came time to like choose either sixth form at the school or college, mm-hmm. a lot of them was like, we're going to swap, we're going to swap. I had no idea what the swap was, but a lot of my good friends were going there. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go there. And I think that changed my life. I think that's what actually, looking back on it, helped me go down this path because there were so many creative people in there. Like there was a lot of middle-class people that were from Hampstead or Kentish Town or Camden Mm. that ended up going to that college and hanging around with them like broadened my horizons. Whereas like if I then, even after going to school at if I went to a college back in ends, I don't even know what I'll be doing right now because I don't know how creative the people were there or whatever, but this was a proper like creative college. So I ended up going there and I think that just like opened my creativity more. Mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, man, like I went to uni off the, when I got to uni, I was like, yeah, yeah I want to do something in the creative space. And then I just started a music blog because music blogs were like popping at the time. There yeah, was like yeah. Tumblr. There was yeah, like yeah, actual, yeah. like before we had like Shea Burrow and Shea Room and blogs like that, we had like actual blogs where, you know, people would mm-hmm. post and write things on. And I was into music. So me and my friend just started like writing about like musicians who were interested in posting music videos. Mm-hmm. And then we thought like, how can we make the blog different from everyone else's out there? So we thought, let's just try and interview the acts we're writing about but obviously we couldn't get like Lil Wayne and Kanye West <laughs> and them man so we started just like interviewing acts from the UK underground acts like we started one of my first interviews was with on YouTube was with SAS okay so we did an interview with them do you remember SAS I don't think they were part of the diplomats like they were spin off right. the, they were like a UK version of the diplomats shout out to them but um how did you so you reach out to them on socials you were like I just want to interview you how did yeah because basically when I when I was in um when I was going to school in Finchley, they were living in that Finchley side. Yeah. So I used to see them about all the time. Mm. And then one day I started speaking to one of them. Like I just approached them. Then I followed them on Twitter and so I messaged them on Twitter. And then I was like, yo, like, can we get an interview? Like, we're, we're trying to get our thing off. And they were like, yeah, cool. So we, we did an interview with them. And then from there, we just started doing more and more interviews. And then we met a guy called Critical. I don't know if you heard of Critical, Critical's World. Critical. He does that. Like, he throws parties now, Litty Critty, and he hangs around with like Chip, Crept and Conan and that. Okay. And he does visuals. But back yeah graphic designer but back then he was like he was a videographer like he was shooting music videos for bare artists in northwest like he's from stonebridge so he was shooting art um videos for like k coke he did like stuff for chip scorcher like early on tiny temper and we was like yo like we, we need a videographer we need someone to like shoot our stuff and he hadn't done anything like that at the time so he was like yo i'm down like so then he started filming our stuff and he already had kind of connects because he'd film for these people and then he'd get us interviews there. Interesting. And then we just we just kind of built it from there, man. Put a show reel together, pitched it out, got an agent early on. Um, yeah, and then the rest is history, really. That's so sick, man. Yeah, it was it was proper unorthodox how, how I got into this. Okay, because I thought you always started from sports. No, that's yeah, how yeah. that's how I kind of got I think known. That, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. I got known because yeah. like when I started doing football, mm. I started the first ever football show I did was with Poet. Yeah. And we did a show called Kebabs, Lads and Shimpads yeah. early on. You could you could YouTube that, it's mad. And we had like we had bare people on there. We had like Crepton Conan on there early on in their career. We had like Maya Jammer was on there that people don't know. And obviously she's like a superstar today. We had like who else did we have? We had Bear, we had Now Ranger when he was kicking ball. We had like there were so many people, but Poet was pulling a lot of these things together. Mm. And then off the back of that, um, started a show called Filthy Fellas, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is still yeah. going strong today. Bang I'm in. so proud of them boys. Um, yeah, and then from there, I started doing JD. And then from JD, I started doing Premier League. From Premier League, I got the England job. From England, I got the BBC job. Then I got the TalkSport job. And then Good. it just kind of like tumbled, bro. How where, where was your mind at the time? So it was just more like, okay, cool, music interviews or music, just music reviews. At what time? Uh, the time when you started like doing blogs for music blogs okay like this is what I want to do was it like everything that happened after that was it just like okay this is is, it's unexpected like whatever Mm. comes my way it's just gonna it's gonna happen yeah yeah it was kind of like that because you know it was like at the time like I said YouTube I started my blog in 2010 my music blog Mm. so YouTube started in 05 Mm. so YouTube was only five years old Mm. so it wasn't what it is today like there wasn't music videos weren't really on there like legitly had it there was no Vivo or whatever you have now yeah it it wasn't like official like how it is now like people would rip music videos and then put them online or like Mm -hmm. there was just no money in it and it wasn't a like industry like there is now so for me, it's just, I was, I was like keeping up to date with music on music blogs. And then like some of my favorite music blogs back in the day was like that grape juice. Um, Reggie, Reggie Yates had one called um, a tribe called next, which was like a play on a tribe called quest. Even musicians had some that I like, like um, 
Tani Temper had one, Bashi had one. So like I was just reading these music blogs and I was like, you know what, I just want I want to make a music blog. Like I'm interested in these things and it will help me keep on top of what's going on because I'm like I've always been into music hard like that. So I just started it like that and then I clocked that obviously other people were like kind of filming interviews like uh Amori the Don. Do you know Amori the yes, Don? Yeah, yeah. He's been shout out to him, he's been going for years as well. Then obviously SBTV was coming up and they were killing it. Um who else was around back then? There was a there was a website called Spiff TV. I don't know if you remember that. It was like World Star, the UK World Star. They would just like upload videos. And then obviously you had GRM as well, Link Up. So it was like I just wanted to like create stuff, be, yeah, post yeah. about stuff. And then off the back of that, we just started creating content, man. We just started interviewing and stuff. But we had no idea where we'd go because there was no money in it. Mm. We just we were just passionate yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just want to be creative. Yeah. So in okay. Where are you from exactly? Like, I think background. Uh, so my mom, my mom is half Irish, half English. So her yeah. dad's Irish and her mom's English, and then my dad's Jamaican. Bro, you you, you look like you can pass as anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I get? A- yeah, I get yeah. Asian. I get I get Asian. I get you, you must. I get Latino. Egyptian. I get bear things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essay. Yeah. I get I get all kinds of stuff, bro. I don't think I look like the generic mixed race mix. Yeah, like yeah, a lot yeah. of the mixed race guys you see, they're like square head Love Island dons, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't really look like them guys. But yeah, I, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? You know when everyone says that, like the square square headed light skin guys are going Love Island. Yeah, I don't really look like them. But yeah, no, I'm Jamaican. I'm just Jamaican, Irish, and English, bro. Wow, man. Yeah, boy, I just straight up Arab. Is it? Whereabouts though? <laughs> Iraq. Iraq. Both parents. Both parents. Yeah. Okay, my mom okay. grew up in Iran when she was uh, younger. Yeah. Have yeah, you whole life been over them? Or? Bro, I've never been to the Middle East. It's mad. It's, it's mad. Is is your is? Forgive me. Is your country? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like... fine. It's actually refurbished and it's beautiful. Now. Oh, okay, okay. But but it's like, bro, as an Arab man, I yeah. have not stepped foot in the Middle East. You've probably been to Dubai. Oh yeah, I've been to Dubai. Yeah. What? I don't even know what it looks like with my own eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't seen my people. I haven't had a conversation with mm. my own people in the Middle East. That's mad. Bro, I don't Dubai, know why. Dubai, Dubai obviously is Middle East, but it just feels so Westernized. I'm more now, English than like anyone. Yeah, <laughs> boy, it is what it is, man. This has been your upbringing, isn't it? Is Dubai? Do, do you believe the hype about Dubai? Is it actually? Is is it actually like? Oh my God, this is like, it's too glamorous. They're like living in 2050. Nah, like for me, do you know what? Everyone's... Why is that the go-to place for everyone? I think. I think one because it's so safe out there. So if you're flossy and you like flossing, yeah, you're yeah. so safe. Like here, if you're wearing jewels and stuff, you have to be on point. Like you have to have a role with people. Even if you go like Tape or Central London, now you can get robbed if you're wearing certain things. Mm-hmm. Like in Dubai, you're not getting robbed. Like the, yeah. the consequences are just too severe out there to get robbed. So you you can floss, you feel safe. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that the weather's always banging uh, yeah, all year round. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and you get the occasional sandstorm that makes it look shit, but it's always hot mm. and there's just a lot to do man it's almost like a it's almost like a middle east and vegas isn't it without the casinos yeah <laughs> it's just you're just there for fun like it's all geared to having fun from like the hotels water parks to the nightclubs to, it's just for you fun know, bro. Like, drink right have four wives but it's like when it comes to gambling it's like no 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 they want to get this money boy they spent a lot on developing it out there they gotta make that back <laughs> Especially since the oil thing's like drying up. You can see how obviously like electric's a new thing, renewable yeah. gases and all that. They got to make that money back, boy. What were you like in school? Uh, that's a mad question, boy. Um, <clears throat> what was I like, man? I, do you know what? I call my school, my school life was like a journey. So like when I started secondary school, um, I was very much a nerd. Like I was into like 
wrestling was my thing like hard i loved wrestling yeah bro like i I just loved wrestling growing up like i was watching wrestling more than football when i was young like i loved wrestling so a lot of my friends when they were all watching like premier league like the golden years i watched football don't get me wrong but it wasn't my number one thing my number one thing was wrestling and music that's what i was into and then um and then yeah as as the years went on in school i kind of like got in more with the cool kids in my school. So by year eight, year nine, so year seven, I'd say, yeah, nerd, year eight, nerd. Mm. Year nine, I started hanging around with the cool kids more. And then I'd say by year year 11, I was like one of the certified cool kids. But it was like, I don't know how to describe myself, man. I was just like the cool yeah, joker yeah, just, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the cool joker guy. Yeah, yeah. I just bust jokes. I wasn't a bad kid. Like, I wasn't a goody two shoes. I was just like in the middle mm. kind of thing. Right, speaking of... Crepes and kick game and whatnot. Yeah. I want to see what crepes you're wearing. I want to do a little crepe What check. now? Yeah, right now. What, what are you, you wearing? Want to do? Put them up on the desk or yeah. take them off? Yeah, desk, 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 desk. Man, make yourself at home, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I've just got on uh, the. Oh! Yeah, these are the. the Aye, they're looking fresh. Yeah, yeah. These are like the bait version of the dunks, bro. You see that on camera? Yeah, you can see, yeah, you oh my see. God, look at them. What? Aye, the color's beautiful, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank what you. The fuck? Shout out to Bait, man. They send me these still. Swear. Yeah. They send oh, me yeah. quite a few stuff, man. Shout out to them. They show me bare love. Bape is actually pretty sick. I've only got like a tea and a jacket from them. I used to have Bape shoes, but my brother back in the day did not realise mm. how much they were worth, so he dashed them in the bin. Bro, they're peas. Yeah. Do what blew my mind when I had um, Dame Dash on Kick Game? Mm. And like, obviously like Rockefeller, legend. And, and he was we, we had the Kanye Bapes in the store and I asked him about them and he was like, Nigo, the guy that obviously founded mm. Bape, he was like, he used to come through the office and just give bare bape to like him and people at Rockefeller. And he was like, what are these fake air forces? And he said he used to just throw them away. What? Like he said he got given them Kanye college bapesters. Like they're so rare, bro. They're worth like 10 to 15 grand. He said he got given them and he just like threw them away. He's like, these no. are fake. Yeah, he's, like, what are these? he's like, what are these fake air forces? And just threw them away. Mad, isn't it? No. But I get it back then though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back then must have been like- Because he's from Harlem, like Air Forces are a staple. You're, uh, like the brand's new. So back then you're thinking, yeah, just knock off Air Forces. But why are shoes so like the most valuable item on a person? Why is that the like form of clothing to identify a person and to actually show their, their true self? Why is it not like a tee or a jacket? I think for two reasons, man. I think one of the first reasons is, and this isn't even sound mad, but a lot of people- You'd be surprised. You think when you meet someone for the first time, you'll look them in their eyes. Mm. But not a lot of people have the confidence to look people in their eyes the first time. The first thing is they look down. Mm. So when they look down, what are they looking at? They're looking at your feet. Mm. That's that's really the first thing they're looking at. Only really confident people, every time they meet someone new, will look them in their eyes. Mm. Because the eyes are the window to the soul, isn't it? And a lot of people don't know how to have that. It can be very like, if I'm staring at you now, having this conversation, looking in your eyes like this, having a conversation, pause. It feels very intimate. Mm. And it is intimate eye contact. So it's like a lot of people, when they meet people for the first time, they don't know people and they feel like it It reveals something about themselves if I'm looking you in the eye. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very connected thing. So I think that's what it is, man. When you meet a lot of people for the first time, you're looking down at their shoes, man. So then mm. it just becomes a thing of like, what have you got on your feet? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you've got busted trainers, you're looking at them. And then remember, you don't know these people. So then automatically you're going to form a judgment on them because that's the first thing you're looking at. Now, I don't judge a lot of people. But sometimes I've, I can be quite judgmental in it. But like, when I look at someone's crepes, I'm like, you must be that kind of person. I mean, yeah, no, it depends. If you're if you're if you're semi fashionable to fashionable, then yeah. But mm. then there's some people out there that I've learned they just wear what they wear, bro. Like, mm. like there's people that you see wearing dunks, 
I don't even think they're wearing them to be following fashion. Like they're kind of trying to be cool, but they don't really care that much. But the pant bro, they just popped out of nowhere and all of a sudden everyone's wearing it. Yeah, I know. But it's like one, they're just easy to slip on and off. They go with most things. They drop with most things. They're not that expensive if you don't get them on resale. They make so many pairs of them, like. So I think I think that's why everyone's getting getting dunks, but the dunk thing's dying out hard. Yeah, it's gonna die. Out. It's dying out hard. Like the the trendy people that are into kicks are not wearing dunks like that no more, bro. But I got my I got these the other day. Let me see. I, I can't remember it already. They're like Jordan Jordan ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually don't know what, what are those so, ones called. So these ones, I don't know what they're called, but they're meant to look like they're inside out. Okay, okay. That's the, that's the design. Yeah, I can so see I, that the materials. Yeah, I don't really, I don't wear. This is maybe like the first pair of Jordans I've ever bought. Are you joking? I swear to God. Is it? So I'm what not, do you usually wear? I wear like. Are you like a I, TN man or? or no, I, I, yeah, I, I did have a pair of them, but I'm, I'm more like Air Max. Like a cold walk, um, with like Converse's. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, like okay. I used to wear a lot of Vans back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I can tell you got Carhartt, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be a little skater boy. That's why. Okay, okay, okay. But like, I'm trying to. I think I'm. I think I'm just transitioning now. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like. I saw these. I'm. I wouldn't buy Jordans. Like, there's nothing wrong. No, with they're Jordans, nice. But it's like I saw these. I was like, do you know what? Yeah, I got. A, yeah, man. Yeah. You gotta have a pair of Jordans in your in your wardrobe, man. <laughs> are you not gonna have a pair of Jordans? It's a staple in streetwear. But what are they? What are they called? Um, I forgot what they're called. They're kind of beigey. Is it the Jordan Fours? More ones. Philly, Philly is like a collectible of them. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hosted Kick Game, hosted a screening for Air and I, that I hosted. Yeah, it's good. Very good film. Have you seen it? Yeah, very good film. And like, I think they executed it so well. The acting was good. You know, a film's good when it's like mainly dialogue and there's no bells and whistles. It's just like, yeah, man, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Chris Tucker. Oh, that was an iconic speech. Yeah, yeah, these. The Off White Jordan Four. Jordan Four sells, yeah. The bro, they are stunning. Yeah, incredible. They went. They're they're one of my favorite Off White Jordans for sure. Um, oh my god! Everyone started that. getting them though, which kind of killed it. But well, I'm saying that a lot of people still don't have them. But at the time when they came out, a lot of people somehow started buying them for resale, and they yeah, are banging, bro. Gorgeous. They're a work of art. They're a work of art. They go for peas now as well. They go for like two and a half bags. Bro, how did um how did Kit Game come about? What, me joining Kick Game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that come about? Um, so basically, obviously, Kick Game, when it started, the YouTube, they didn't have a presenter. So if you look, watch the early, early episodes, yeah, yeah, you've got like Central C, Chip in there, um, Eva Aporio, like all of these lot went in there. Is Eva, Eva Apio? She went in there and like, it would just be them walking around the store. And then they clocked that like a lot of people without having someone to kind of guide them or ask them questions, it, it becomes dry. Because they're just walking around picking up trainers like, oh yeah, I might get these or like, so it needed just like another level. Needed, yeah, yeah. And then um, there's a guy called Sincere. Shout out to him. He manages Fredo um, and he manages Nux as well. Oh, he was one of the earlier talent that was. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. involved with Kick Game. He's like a shareholder in Kick Game. Um, yeah, yeah, Lizzie. Shout out to Lizzie. Um, he basically, they said they needed a presenter. And I've known Sim for years. He's from North London like me. So he just hit me up. Like he follows me on Instagram. He's seen I've been presenting and he was just like, yo, I know you're into kicks and into fashion. Like we need a presenter. I've seen you obviously been presenting for years. You're good for it. Like, do you want to come do this? So I was like, yeah. So it wasn't even like an audition or anything. Like he was just like, yeah, like come through, That's do it. It's so, like the first one I did and I got thrown in at the deep end, boy. The first one I did was popcorn. Mm. Like, so if you go and see the popcorn episode, that was like my first, I did two in one day. I did popcorn and then we did Ross Millions right after those two were shot in the same day. I had to like change outfits. And I had COVID the week before. Like I, well, I just, 
I just got over COVID the week before. So if you watch it, bro, I'm bare skinny. Like, bro, like you could see my jaw. Like, I didn't eat for like two to three weeks. It was mad. But um, Ooh. yeah, man, that was like, that was like, that's it. Like in at the deep end with this uncontrollable character yeah. like Popcorn. <laughs> the guy was just trolling me for like the whole flipping show basically but yeah. it became an iconic an iconic episode man but yeah that's that's how i got into it essentially what's the best episode you have done in my opinion yeah ah so difficult man i'd say it's it's, it's between three episodes Whoa. like one of my favorites is the burner boy one mm, um, okay, yeah, yeah, because one. i think that was like a turning point for us i think like when we got burner boy and last last was like the hottest song of last year mm. and it was when it was at its height that song and we got him in he did an album signing in the store and then one of the agreements was that he would do an episode with us after. And he was doing album signings all day long. And then um, by the end of it, I thought this guy's going to be too tired, not in the mood. But he was sick, man. Like his energy was high. He was up for it. And then I think from that point on, even though we had loads of other people that were rated, I just think our respect went up because like I said, he was so hot at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got so many followers and he's respected yeah. like America, Nigeria, England. So that was one of my favourite ones. Um, but since then, the Speed episode and the Nella Rose episode, like for me it's just they're just too fun they're, so like they're a different level good. they're not even interviews they're just like i don't even know how to describe them it's bro. so raw and organic because like even speed like i don't think it wasn't about the shoes when he was there it was it was just more about showing i don't know his witty side i guess he's a larger take, than life character yeah. bro. he don't care about trainers bro he don't he, yeah, he don't yeah, care yeah. about training i think one of the reasons he did it is because we had mini minter in simon mm. from um the sidemen yeah and like obviously he was working with them. He played in their their football match around that time of the year, so he saw Simon and them lot in there. And we also made him in the from the, the back of the Simon episode. We made him some custom foam mm. runners with studs. Yeah. So obviously he saw them. So then he came in because <laughs> we did that for him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was sick. And then the, obviously the Nella Rose one was just to me that it one's was just in- iconic. Incredible. Yeah, that one's just iconic for incredible. me, man. Incredible. Like, such a fantastic person as well to like have on have on as a guest. Yeah, yeah, she's she's so funny, she's amazing. Like I've always admired Nella Rose, yeah. and I've always like knew she was talented. But then, like mm. when you work with someone, mm. you see it at a different level up front and close. Like Bro. how witty they are, how charismatic she is, how easily she can just like express herself on camera. Do you know what I mean? Bro, she's she's she gifted. Has been the exact same person since college. Me and her, we went to the same college. Oh, word! And and we used to sit next next to each other in media class. What college is this? Uh, St Charles in Abu Grove. Okay, okay. And bro, she's she has not changed one bit. So you've just seen her like transcend that on camera. Exactly. That's like mad. I was the, like from the very beginning before even YouTube. I think I think she did start YouTube. I think she made like three, four videos maybe. Yeah. And then yeah, I think popped up from there. And then somehow we just like So you knew she was a star anyway. Already from Yeah, the yeah, from college days, you knew she was a yeah, star. Yeah. She just got such a big personality. <laughs> But yeah, man, that one, that one there was, that one for me was just, it's just mm. sometimes when you do, do an episode of Kick Game, you get that feeling after like, mm. this one's special. Yeah. And I've had that a few times. Like there's, there's ones I like and they're good, mm-hmm. but there's, when you get that special feeling that you just know when you wrap the shoot that, yeah, this one's going to do something. And you know what? It's quickly how rapid you lot get guests on. So what's the process of like actually getting talent on? Well, like it, it varies, man. Like sometimes like when we'll hear someone's in town and then we'll try and reach out to like labels, PR people, mm, agents, or okay. like if they got a show, we'll, we'll hit up like booking promoters or security guards that are rolling with them. Like mm. to then get another link, we'll do that. But nowadays, oh, it's actually a long process. yeah, but nowadays a lot, of, lot of, a lot of the time people are just offering us these people, bro. Yeah, yeah. They're just offering. They're just like, I think people in the industry are realizing like for them, yeah, it's promo for the for the artists because we shifted it when when I first started um, Kick Game, 
it was like it, we were trying to do what Complex was doing sneaker shopping with yeah, Joe yeah. Puma. we were trying to do that mm. speak about trainers be like tra trainer enthusiasts all of that and then we quickly realised the more guests we got in that not everyone is a trainer geek they own trainers everyone has trainers but are they sneaker heads and most people especially like artists or whatever they're not they like trainers but they're not sneakers they don't know this jordan when it came out or this night collab but they don't know that so we thought all right there's no point trying to do that let's do let's make it like the breakfast club so when, when someone's got an album to promote something to promote they'll come here we'll speak about everything to do with their career their whole life make it an interview and then sprinkle trainers in in and around it right. and then it gives it more legs so it's like we wanted to do that whole thing of like, say me and you went Selfridges, just we went shopping in Selfridges, looking around. Yeah, yeah. You know when you're just shopping with one of your brethren and you're just talking about Talk things. You're not only talking about what's on the you're shelf. You're also looking around. Yeah, you're just talking about life as well. Oh, we've been up to like chatting. Like we wanted to make it like that, like a shopping experience, right. interview type thing. So we shifted it that, and it just gave us more legroom to kind of go further. Because if you just do trainers, so when you're when you're presenting, is it a matter of okay, it's not about. The, the shoes that, that that's important of course the shoes is important because it's part of the channel and part of the ethos of kit game yeah but is it more like okay let me just ask him about trainers just to, just so i could fit in there like how do you switch between conversations is it more like okay so how did you grow up like what kind of crepes did you have in from the beginning or is it more like okay let me just ask him about these shoes just for the sake of it balance man like, i gauge it by by the guest so if like right, i okay. know the guest has got like trainer knowledge like first of all i'll, I'll study their mm. socials and see like are they wearing trainers a lot? Are they into trainers? Are they talking about trainers or not? Mm. If I go on their Instagram and I can see there's someone that's really into drip and they, they take that seriously, then yeah, I'll, I'll push more trainer talk yeah. in there because I know they're an enthusiast of it. Mm. If I don't see any of that in there, then it's going to be more about their life and then just be like, oh, would you like on the wall? Or like, what, what are you into? What are you feeling type of thing? So that's, that's how I kind of gauge it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Who is like the one guest you really want on Kick Game? Bro, there's bear man. Really but, want right now. I mean, right now, I definitely want Ice Spice. Yeah, definitely because she's just. First of all, she's peng. She's beautiful. She's yeah, Ice Spice. If you see this, you know, I want, I want, I want a chance. Like, I want a chance. Like, just, just all I need is a little chance. Like, we could just go out and get some food in London. I can see it happening. You though. know what I'm saying? Don't gas me. Um, I can see it happening. Don't gas me, bro. Is around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in demand though, but um. Yeah. But yeah, I Spice, just because one, yeah, she's paying, but she's also like... Fashionista. Yeah, she's just hot right now, man. Like, I know I know what I could do with an episode like that. Like, I know how I could make viral moments out of it mm. or whatever. So that one would be massive. Um, and then just for myself, man, like a dream guest would be like ASAP Rocky because he's just so fly and stylish. His Ooh. story's amazing. Like, obviously, he's with Rihanna now. C congrats to him. Mm. Like... Yeah, I'd love to have ASAP Rocky in there. Do you know well. who I'd like to see on Kit Game? Who? Playboy Carty. Playboy Carty. Or Skepta. I would love to have Skepta in. Mm. Skepta's a triple OG in this thing, and he's done amazing at keeping himself relevant. Um, Playboy Carty, I would like to have him because he's Playboy Carty, but I just, I don't know what he would give me, bro. Yeah, yeah. This guy's so. Not, not much of a talker. Yeah, yeah, he's so like, what's the word? I'm really so elusive. Like, you yeah, just yeah. don't know what, what, yeah, I just don't know what I'll get from him. So I don't know if it would actually be. A good episode or maybe that would inadvertently be a good episode because you'd be so weird and like people would just be like what the fuck is going on like but um yeah i would love to have skepta in man like skepta yeah. someone like i said he's an og i know skepta as well um and I just, i'm just a fan of how he's evolved himself continuously Bro, i think he is the best artist to come out of this country you think so Bro. i'm not mad at that i, th I think he is the greatest uk I'm artist. not mad at that he's that he's i don't know if he I, is 
I don't know if, if for me he is the best, but he's definitely one of them. Mm. He's definitely one Who of them. Who do you think is like the best for you right now in the UK? For me, it's Jay Huss, man. Everyone keeps saying Jay Huss. For me, it's Jay Huss. And I think, look, I he, hear it though. he's not that consistent, but when he does deliver, he delivers. And for me, his albums, like I just still listen to them. I still listen to Common Sense. I still listen to Big Conspiracy. I even listen to the Big Spang EP. Like, it's just what he says, how he says it, the melodies he does. Like, he talks from a perspective of pain, passion. Like, and with Jay Huss as well, he can talk about, like, subjects like depression or things like that, and it don't sound like, oh, oh like, oh. I see what you're saying. Like, that he has this ability to, like, do it, and you're like, right, it, it, I get it. It sounds like pain. Do you get what I'm saying? Or he can just do, he can make an absolute banger as well. So for me, it, it's Jay Huss. But then, you know, Jay Huss ain't been around as long as someone like Skeptor or some of these OGs. So some people say it's kind of unfair to put him, yeah. do you get what I'm saying, in that bracket. But like I said, if someone says Skeptor, I'm never mad at that because Skeptor's yeah. got too many of my favourite songs. Bro, he makes rapping sound so easy. Yeah, I know. His voice, he's got he's got the best, the, the he's probably got the best clarity in the game. Like when it comes to clarity and spitting, he's got, he's got the best clarity for sure. And for me, the best drill artist, I say Unknown T. I'm not mad at that. The either. way he bends his words, the cadence, the delivery, delivery his flow is mad. It is in his energy's mad. Yeah, I watched it. I watched him literally a couple of days ago. Levi's had an event in Coco Camden. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. him, K Trap, and Lil Sims performing. And yeah, Unknown T to me is cold. I've always been a fan of Unknown T. Mm. Like he's so sick. Um, I think in drill right now though, for me, I, I give it to K Trap right now. K Trap, yeah, he's incredible. I think K Trap like. The last whip two, that last project for me was just too lit. Like it's just too many songs in there. It's the way he's spitting. It's the confidence. It's it's the it's the cadence. It's the ad libs. Mm. Um, yeah, for me it's K Trap right now. But I'm not mad at Unknown T at all. Yeah, he's, lit. yeah, he's incredible, man. Incredible. How was the Levi's event? Yeah, it was good. Do you know what the crowd was a bit? Do you know what it was? I think Unknown T came out and he looked a bit frustrated with the crowd and yeah. then K-Track came out and it's the same thing but I, what I realised is because Little Sims was the headliner they're just different music completely oh. so a lot of the crowd I, I realised were Little Sims fans and if you're a big Little Sims fan Drill's not really, really going to be your yeah. thing they might not come in on stage speaking a different language to you so like yeah, the songs the songs they did about six, seven songs each mm. Unknown T and K-Track and the only ones they knew were their biggest songs, which is to be expected, which was like um, Warm and um, what was I know Hummer and B. Oh yeah, yeah. So they went off for them songs, but then their yeah. other songs, like the album cuts and things like that, people were like, ah. and then you could like Unknown Team K Trap on stage, like, bruv, what's going on? Make some noise! They're like, where's the energy, man? I'm not feeling this. And you know, like road guys, they're yeah, not. Yeah. They'll tell the crowd. They'll be like, bro, like I'm not gonna lie, I'm not feeling the energy right now. Like they'll tell them straight, they're not gonna be up there pretending it ain't happening, like. <laughs> And, and Unknown T was giving energy, bro. Yeah, bro. Like he I've was skanking. Him, like, you know, he incredible. does skanks. Like he does all of this and they, and they weren't giving him back the same energy he was giving him. So I felt for him. But bro, Little Sims fans is different, man. It's like, it's like when, um, I remember Tyler the Creator a few years ago had that festival and, and Frank Ocean was supposed, Frank Ocean was supposed to headline mm. and he did what Frank Ocean does. He didn't show up. And then they brought Drake out as a special guest and, it, and it, yeah, they booed him. Yeah. How are you going to boo Drake? It's Drake. See, that's how, I, that's how I know no one is it in the industry. Do you, you know mean? what I mean? It's like, Drake is such a huge artist. Yeah. But even he got booed off. So you know that no one's safe in this industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, do you know what it is? But you got, you got different, like, you got different communities and different crowds in it. Like, and see the Frank Ocean crowd of all of the, all of the fan bases out there. They're such like uh, a niche, elusive, artsy based thing. They People like them don't like people like Drake. Because Drake's like, 
mainstream massive yeah, yeah. club bangers they just don't like that so it's similar with little sims like obviously i'm not saying they didn't like unknown tnk trap like they were there jamming but they weren't going mad when little sims comes out now i predicted it they were going mad they knew all the lyrics they're little sims fans that that's like there. the beatles headlining and bringing out eminem before them <laughs> imagine imagine <laughs> Nah, that's way off because they're all rappers. <laughs> yeah, they're all rappers. So it's like I just think you know it, Levi. Shout out to them. Thank, thanks to them to, for bringing me through. They did it with Rolling Loud. Actually, it was a partnership uh, with Rolling Loud. Yeah, yeah. And I just think maybe if you're gonna have Little Sims headlining, you should have more artists that are in that realm. I would have put like Nux on the bill. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. People like that, a bit more yeah, conscious, yeah. a bit more like in that realm. Like mm. uh, that didn't make really make sense to me but is that a common thing for frank ocean not to for him to not show up has he always been like that bro he hasn't released the album in seven years that is a long came out in 2016 time. yeah and then he did coachella like a month ago and he completely took the piss like he's just what's taking them so what's taking him so long what's happening i don't know like obviously but do you know like they got so much free time as well yeah, yeah. Like, no do you know what it is he's got a jewelry brand i don't know if you heard called homer it's a jewelry brand, oh. and um, he's bro. If you go on the website and check it out, he's selling like pieces for like a million, like a necklace for a million, and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Drake bought one off there for two m's, a necklace for two m's. Yeah, so of course, but of course, when you're like, making that kind of money of yeah, jewelry, what's you know, music, bro? Like, yeah. or am I gonna slave and tour to make it's that like, money? Or he actually made a living just off, just of one purchase from Drake. There you go. <laughs> That's insane. You get what I'm saying? He's got a store in Soho in New York. Like, he's he's, bro. He, yeah, it's not it's not a rush for him. Like a lot of musicians, they probably want to take more time off and and live life and take their time with their art, but they can't because one, they'll lose relevancy, mm. and two, they need to make money. Like they're not they're not blessed to be in that position. But someone like Frank Ocean, he's positioned himself as such an artist that his fan base are gonna wait mm. no matter what. Do you get what I'm saying? Because they think his music's timeless. It's not throwaway. And you think that, and do you think that's where his mind is at right now? It's kind of like I remember I watched one of your podcasts talking about reinventing yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, do you think that's where his mind is at? Do you feel like okay, maybe I'll come out to perform for the sake of it, whether it's peas or not? But mm -hmm. it's like maybe I'm interested in this. Maybe I just need to move away from the music. I've had my time, mm. and it's kind of like I don't know. Maybe the next album might not be as a heavy, heavy here. I don't know, man. Frank Ocean, it's hard to it's hard to say. He's someone that definitely reinvents himself, but not not. Not even as a brand, just as a musician, he reinvents himself. Mm. It's like Kanye, like certain artists, their next album's not going to sound like their previous album. Mm, They're trying to push sure. push boundaries and, and do different things. And I think that's what artists should do, man. Mm. Like, obviously, when we're a fan of an artist, we want them to make the thing we fell in love with all the time. And when they deviate or experiment, we're like, oh, why are they done that? This is shit or whatever. Mm. But then over time, if you're a true fan, you, you begin to appreciate it more because it's like, that's their life. And as humans, we're constantly evolving, constantly growing, constantly taking in information. So obviously, if you're a true artist, your art's going to reflect your life, which is ever changing. Only the artists that the artists that came in and then 10 years later, they're making the exact same music. Are you telling me you haven't changed as a person in that time? So you're obviously just like playing a character or yeah, well just said. doing whatever it takes to well kind said. of like please an audience and make money. And um, there's nothing wrong with that either. Mm -hmm. Especially if, you're, if, if your fan base like that. But I think artists like Frank Ocean, man, they're they're true artists. So I don't know how he's gonna come back. I'm whenever he drops, I'll be pressing play on that straight away at midnight on a Friday, <laughs> whenever the album comes out. Blonde is the best album in my opinion. You think so? I th yeah. A lot of people tell me Channel Orange, but I'm just like Blonde is the <sighs> one for me, man. I don't know. I think I think that's the album. I like, album I like Nostalgia Ultra, but it's technically not oh, an album. Yeah. yeah. But that was like for me, it was such a pivotal time because that was like 2010, 11. That's when I started my blog. That was just like a 
a sick time in my it brings me back to a time mm. um and that was when like frank ocean the weekend they were both just coming out and they were like these mysterious characters didn't really put their face to the music it was just bro you had to be there I'll go introduce the blonde. I think that's why I prefer that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I think that when I, when I heard super blonde, experimental blonde compared to the other two. Very, very. Yeah. But but blonde has one of my favorite songs ever. Like, and I don't mean of him. I mean ever on what, it. Like, what song is it? Top three nights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one, one of my favorite songs of all time. Like, no cap. Like, I love that song, bro. I'll show you my my favorite one is. Hold on. What is, is it? This You're is the song, white Ferrari. What is it? This is the this is the song that. I got introduced to Frank Ocean When I heard this I was like Who and what is that yeah. It's called Self Control Oh yeah Big song oh. yeah. In the feels Yeah He's sick He's sick He's a proper proper artist bro Going back to the uh, f Going back to fashion What do you think Is like the problem With the fashion industry today If, the, you, if you have an idea A problem Yeah Um, uh, There There is too much shock Value going on Okay. Too much like, oh, I'm gonna make a uh, a dress out of a bin bag, or I'm gonna make turn this bag out of packets of crisps, or like they're just doing all these dumb things. Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. we saw what Balenciaga was doing at one point, like, and people almost started taking a piss out of it on TikTok and stuff. Like, I just think they're they're just like even like no offense to her, I'm sure she's a lovely woman and stuff. Um, I would love to have her in Kit Game actually, but even Mia Khalifa, you know the porn star. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she's got her own fashion line. No, she's become like they're like basically she's got so many followers now. Yeah. Like on TikTok, she's got like fifty million followers on TikTok, bro. Yeah, she's got like I don't know twenty million on Instagram. She's so big that like now the fashion industry are like inviting her front row at all the fashion right. shows, putting in Vogue magazines. Like when before, when would a porn star ever be like mm. at these things yeah, or being yeah, touted yeah, yeah. as a fashion person like this? Mm. But it's like that's where we are now. Like people following the numbers, following the clicks. It's not necessarily about. Because, I know, think it's because. Do you not think like, yeah, she quit porn, but she was still the most watched porn star. Yeah. Ever, she was still number one. Even yeah. even. Why do you think that was? I don't know, man. I have a theory. What's the theory? I think because she was like the type of porn she was making. And yes, I've watched Mia Khalifa porn. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm an honest guy. Everyone has. Yeah. Um. <laughs> because she was Arab, mm. I think there's this thing in humans where it's like. We have this innate thing for things that are naughty, things that like, oh, you're not supposed to do that kind of thing. And people are looking at her porn like, oh, like this is like, oh, an Arab girl in America doing this porn, like yeah. being like this. Like, bro, like even when you're watching, she has an Arabic tattoo on her arm. Like, it's kind of mm. mad. And I remember she would, she said she used to get like death threats in it. From, exactly. Like, and and, and do you remember what she said as well? She got death threats from the people in, in the Middle East and yeah. her most viewed... The most viewed was the Middle East. It was it was like someone in Lebanon and they're banning. She's Lebanese, no? She's Lebanese. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. banning her, saying death threats. But it's like, but you're the one who's watching my yeah, content. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's like, mad. It's mad. Where do we yeah, go from here? I think I think that's what it is, man. Like I just think, yeah, like people like things that are like, oh, like oh, shouldn't be doing this. And obviously, she is nice as well. Well, she was nicer back in the day. <laughs> like she looks a bit crackheady now, but. But yeah, man, I don't know, bro. Like, but yeah, there's, there's, that's one of the things I like about the fashion industry at the moment, man. I just feel like they're just trying to like, instead of fashion industry was always supposed to be, we are the tastemakers. We set the pace. We're the yeah. innovators. And today it almost feels like they're following rather than setting pace. And how do you feel about the up and coming brands? Yeah. Like the small brands, the niche ones, but they're self-sabotaging, meaning... Not going to mention any brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocky jeans. Yeah, don't, don't knock the hustles, innit? <laughs> You heard about Nyoka jeans? I said don't know the hustle. <laughs> I just said no. 
Um, yeah, I have. I have heard of them. Do you know what? I don't know a lot about them. I saw something about them a yeah. couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't own any of their clothes. I was a victim. What do you mean? Oh, you bought something from them, bro? Because um, I think the man. He, 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 I think they were saying how the manufacturers didn't deliver things on time. Turns out the manufacturer turned around and said that he was the one who didn't pay for the items. So everything on the website knocked it down to ninety five percent. So. I bought garments that were worth like over six, seven hundred pounds. It got knocked down to like let's say twenty pounds. Oh, Rounded, total value total would value. have been that much. Okay, I'm, that I'm much. with yeah, you. Yeah. I was like, huh? They said yeah, that yeah, yeah. some street brand selling no, no, like a no. jeans for six bills. We all got so gassed. We just started adding items to our basket, and a year later, still uh, items still have not arrived. Do they not have the stock? Do they have the stock? No. no. So they sold stuff they don't have. No. Oh, that's bad, man. I thought they were sitting on stock, and they need to get rid of the stock. I didn't pay the six. No, the, the the value of it was six hundred. Yeah. But on the website, so he said because as a way of saying that items have come late, um, he knocked down the price. There was a discount on the website to ninety five percent. So how much did you actually spend overall? Fifty. That's not too bad. Yeah. Still your fifty quid though, and you still ain't got it. No. It's and what what can anyone do? Is it just defunct the company? Is it like? Um, he shut down now. He just closed Jesus. it. Bro, I'm not yep. fight, exactly. Yeah, but then what happens that like like legally no one can do any get their money back? Like, how does that work? You got so many complaints, um, even on the website as well, and even they even DM the guy as well, the, the one who runs the clothing line. Yeah, no response, and, no. and and so many people made TikToks about him, and so many people went to Twitter. They dragged his. I was even Shea Burrow picked up on it, and next thing you know, you see him getting married in a in like an exotic country, and it's like this guy used everyone's peas to get married. Fuck's sake, man. See, this this guy, yeah, I don't know who he is, but he's lucky he doesn't live in America because, like, in America, someone will knock you off for that kind of stuff, bro. 100%. Like, you would you'd be scared to walk around and stuff. Like, in the UK, it's like... And do you know it. what? It was, it was gonna it was gonna become a successful brand. It was, what actually went wrong? Um, He didn't pay the manufacturer. He didn't pay someone in order to get the gums. That's what happened. And from my understanding... But why didn't he do that if the brand was popular? I don't get that. Yeah. I if don't people, know. if it, they've, it's supply and demand, if people like the brand and the people buying the brand, why wouldn't you just do that? And it was, a, and, and, and do you know what? It was like a thing where it's like, oh, buy the items now and you'll get delivered later. That's Serious? Yeah. Yeah, that's mad. Fuck's sake. That's crazy, boy. So he just finessed the whole. He finessed the, like, the majority of the people people in London and mad, the UK. Mad, mad. That, that line was proper popular with um, girls as well, wasn't it? 100%. Yeah. Would you 100%. say it was it? Was it like, on a Cortese trajectory at one point? It kind of. It was getting there. It was ah. getting there. He did sell some pretty nice sunglasses though. It was some nice garments. Let me just, I'll show you what I've flipping tried to get, man. I've seen, yeah, I've seen like a few girls I know wearing it still. Um bro, like so many of these brands were birthed out of lockdown. It's crazy. Like 2020 was when people really got creative and, and you just saw brands come out. Like another big one was Broken Planets. They just came out of nowhere. Eleven K followers, look, zero posts, zero following. He removed everything. It's just it's gone now. Yeah. And and someone made a, uh, what's it called? Or is it? Nokia Jeans is trash page where it shows like what's happened. Guys, your clothing isn't coming. He's like, someone actually investigated everything. Telling him that. Oh my God. Look, buying a wedding ring for his. Uh, Bro, long term, this is not a good look for that guy. It's not, it's not a good look. People aren't going to trust you anymore, man. Yeah, here we go. Nokia Jeans limited complaint report guide. Someone made a guide about it on how to get your piece back. Piccadilly. I said Piccadilly, you know. Hey, you Piccadilly think- Circus. Because <laughs> this is a circus. There's another one, Takesha. 
Jesus. <laughs> Piccadilly. Do you think a brand now could be as successful as Cort- um, Cortez? 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 I don't know to about- To get to that level. Yeah, like anyone can get to that I level, I think Broken, Broken Planet is going to- yeah, I don't. I don't know if they'll get to like the Cortez level because Clint's done it in such a way that's like so unique. Mm. Like this whole thing of running around, you know, doing personalized drops, passwords to get into the website, like making people like have little fights for it, and all of these sorts of things. Like it, it we'd never seen anything like that before in in the UK. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, there's people have tried so many different ways of marketing things, but like literally going face to face with consumers and saying here's a team meet me here at this time or like little drops like come here now and you get a tea for one pound which he was doing earlier on like all of these little things it builds a real sense of community like people love to feel a part of a community we as yeah. humans innately want to feel like we're part of something because it's a culture. yeah it's not enough to just go oh i got a clothing line with sick designs and a couple people popular people you know influencers or musicians are wearing it yeah that works but imagine building a community where you're getting to know these people on a base level do you get what i'm saying and meeting up with them now they feel a part of something do you get what i'm saying and i think the thing that made clint's thing so big was that it was rebellious Mm. and i think that's why nike decided to work with him because like as we saw in the air film like nike started out as a rebellious company Mm. do you know what i mean they were paying jordan to like wear red and black jordans even though it wasn't allowed do you want so crazy about his story nike tries to sue him at one point yeah yeah i know that's the craziest part about it yeah 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 how quickly they turned around and said you know what yeah well Let's collaborate yeah because it's like they see what he's doing like i said that you look at it and you go people love rebellion especially mm. in this day and age mm. like people want to be a part of something that rebels against corporate things how many people say ah oh, fuck boris johnson or fuck sadiq khan or whatever mm. like we there's it's 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 cool to be yeah. anti-establishment yeah. do you get what i'm saying and that's what clint clint kind of built over there with cortese and that's what i rate about it like even the logo is a prison like like everything he did about it was sick but yeah someone can do it like someone will do it one day every look everyone has their time yeah and i'm not to say that like cortese won't be what it is one day but mm-hmm. you know trap star are the uh, the west london originators in streetwear in the uk do you know what i'm saying they've been around since like 0708 i got friends that had a trap star jacket in 08 when i was in the swap the college i'm telling you about mm. back when their logo was looked babish it had like a super mario looking star and it was called trap star oh. and it used to come in a pizza box and then they evolved it and made the gothic logo. And then they've been around for time. We're talking 15, 16 years. So then naturally, 10 years later, you know, Cortez come along. They're the hot ones now. Do you get what I'm saying? Trap Stars are now a staple foundation. They still move units. They're still popular, but they're a staple. Cortez are having their moment now. Then hopefully Cortez will be a staple. And then there'll be another hot. Happens in music. It happens in everything in, in culture. I'm going to predict... That one day, I don't know, it might be far fetched. That Supreme will collaborate with him. Supreme, I th- I reckon maybe, but I don't even know if it's in his best interest to do that, bro. That's and, I don't know if I it thought is the same. Supreme the same. isn't what it was. I'm I'm a massive Supreme fan. At one point, seventy percent of my wardrobe was Supreme. Same, like literally. And but the problem with Supreme is they got bought out by Vans a couple of years ago. Yeah, Su- Supreme Vans bought oh, Supreme. That makes sense. They bought Supreme for like a billion, bro. A couple of years ago, crazy. And um, That's a- yeah, bro. Like when you when you're not you're not the founders anymore, and you sell out for the money. Which when I say sell out, I don't mean being a sellout. I mean literally selling out the business. Yeah, that's what happens. A cor- a corporate giant picks it up and it loses a bit of its its essence. Mm. And I think that's just what's happened with Supreme now, man. Like they produce it on a bigger level. They got more stores, um, and they're kind of rely- relying on collabs. Like people now, when Supreme drops, they're just looking for the collabs. Tim- Timberland collab. 
Nike collab. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, they're looking for the collabs now for rare pieces. Like, I'm not saying Supreme still have some sick stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you'll look on the website and you'll find a sick one of hoodie or mm. a, a jeans or stuff. But I don't think it has the hype that it had before. And I think it'd be in Quartz's best interest to just stay them, bro. Mm. And collab with people that you wouldn't expect them to collab with. Like, when he's doing collabs with Slawn, Oliver Slawn, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. artist, yeah, and yeah. he's doing their little tease. And I think that's sick clubbing with artists and people you wouldn't wouldn't expect yeah. man i think the strict the supreme thing would just be a bit too predictable it would be too predictable yeah I, I think it would lose its purpose as well in a way yeah i'd think it would be sick and i don't know if they'd ever do i think it would be sick if, if cortez and trapstar collaborated because everyone's kind of pitting them against each other why don't you not just make a one-off piece together just a one-off piece people go mm-hmm. fucking crazy rah this is like the coming together of giants that, you know what i'm it's, saying it's that london culture do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah both yeah. west london based like both like you know, come together, make a piece, mm. uplift the ends on a different level. I'm not saying you got to work together all the time. Yeah, one-off piece, whether it's a hoodie or, or something. Do you get what I'm saying? Instead I, of because, let's be real. Let's address the elephant in the room. Like a lot of people are around talking about them competing and stuff in it. They're yeah, seeing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Like, yeah, facts. I say just come together, man. You don't have to. There's enough room for everyone to eat and and get things separately. Mm. But I just think when and when they know people, it will make sales. Yeah, of like, course. For, like, of course, it's gonna make sales. And you you're know both, I mean? you're working. You're both working with artists mm. that both represent your brand hard like dave and central c they both rep cortese and trap star hard so yeah. you should just all come together all four of you should come together yeah, and do something do you get what i'm saying like you'll see Sench with you know wearing cortese repping it and then you know he's got a trap star tattoo across his belly that's yeah that's like you know like how tupac has I fug s- life I he's got trap star logo across his belly i still think that's a crazy so he's trap star for life <laughs> he's locked in so like i think I think they should just come together, man. Why not? Fuck it. There's That's actually a very good everyone. Yeah, hundred percent. Make a little like collab tea. It doesn't have to be like an ongoing thing as yeah. well. It could be, but yeah. someone's got to extend the olive branch. That's the problem. Someone's got to extend it. It just depends who's going to extend who's it. Who's going to make the first move? That's all it is. Oh, you're saying I don't. I don't know if they will. Who's going to make the first move? I don't know if they will. I don't know if they will. In in my experience, and I'm not saying this for them or anyone else has to do it, but I just feel like. I feel like the OGs should always do it first because you're the OGs. Yeah, just reach it out, you know, just be like, yo. But then sometimes people look at that in like a way of like, oh, you're trying to, yeah. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, we have pride. Like some people might feel like, nah, I don't want to be perceived like I'm trying to get next to their candle to keep my mm. candle alight. Do you get what I'm okay. saying? Like, so Spot on. I respect that as well, man. Like, I'm, like I said, they don't have to do something together, but I think it would be sick just to kind of, squash the thing of oh there's tension or mana co- like yeah they're yeah, competing yeah, yeah. if you make clothes and someone else makes clothes you're competing if you make if you got water you're competing with fiji even if it's like high-end water like you're mm. competing because you're selling the same product yeah yeah so boom do you think people in society are dying for image above their means to fit in um for a certain lifestyle do i think yeah i know people are mm. that's not even a thought a hundred percent people are man like that's that's social media now like i really feel for this young generation man because like even when i was young yeah i wanted the fresh shit because like the man in my ends that were older they had all this nice shit like there were olders on my estate that had like a mercedes so i wanted a mercedes they had an avrex jacket they had like they just they were lit they had a change you know what i'm saying they would go like to the local shop on our ends and they'd buy like lot 29 and all these brands that i wanted when i was stone island but like <coughs> still the only way I felt that is by seeing them in the ends and that peer pressure in the ends. 
now because of social media it's in your view every single day mm. and you're seeing badinas on instagram paintings mm. and you know that you know they're showing lifestyle and they're living a certain life so they're only going to entertain a guy that's living a certain lifestyle so then now you want to strive to have that lifestyle to get them and mm -hmm. it's a vicious cycle man I, I, I see it like i see 18 year olds wearing like 500 pound trainers like do you get what i'm saying like yeah like you're you're yeah no nah, they're living they're living at home and they're saving up like they might have a part-time job and they're saving up that part-time job's whole month's pay the hours they put in and dropping it on one item of clothing just that like makes that. me feel sick as well yeah do you know what i mean like i feel ill like mm. the thought do you know what i mean like I, yeah I, I, bro, like, like, i don't want to i don't want to judge too much because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I i had moments where i did that when i was younger like when i was younger i went and bought like a gucci woolly hat and it cost peas when i didn't have the peas or i wanted that like when you was younger you couldn't afford we couldn't afford the actual items of clothing in louis or gucci so you'd go and get the accessories you'd get a belt like you're like, yeah, I got a Gucci belt now. I got a Louis belt now. Like, but you know, you could never go in and get a jacket or a wallet or a card holder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could never go in and get the jacket though. Like, so it was just like, like yeah, like you, you, do you get what I'm saying? Like you'd walk in there and the people that work there roll their eyes like, I know what they're coming in to get. Like this youth's coming in. They ain't going to buy nothing. I ain't getting no commission today. They're going to walk in. They had the belts over there. They point you right to the belts. Yeah, the belts over there. Like we know what you're coming in for. So. Like I had, I had my period, man. Like where I was spending things outside my means. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like now it's out of control, man. Like some of the brands I'm seeing these lot wearing, like it's like peas. And remember, yeah, things are more expensive now than they used to be because of inflation and and everything, the cost of living. So it's like, bro, like I'm, I, I feel the pressure for them, man. Because like when I was young, social media wasn't what it is today. Mm. Like you weren't, the pressure wasn't there like that. And these youngers have got to deal with that now. And it's, it is sad, man. You're seeing a lot of people live outside their means. What's that brand called? Carsico? Carsico. Is it Carsico? I've never seen that, you know. So this used to be like pretty... The prices were actually very affordable. Yeah. It's like 170 for a hoodie. But it wasn't like that before. It was yeah, actually way, way less. Yeah, way. That's a lot. And like a beanie... What's the quality like? A beanie's 80 pounds. I, I don't own it, but a beanie's like 80 pounds I'm hearing. Yeah. What do you think of fake designers? Like, fake designers. Like, like if someone can't afford a seven hundred pound Balenciaga shoe, but it's like a, a fake Balenciaga shoe for fifty, and but the replica is like, it's a like it is. You can't even tell the difference. Don't buy it, man. Really? It's no point, man. Just don't buy it. Just buy w within your means, mm. like because then, like, it sounds mad to say, but like I know, and don't get me wrong, I know there are some replicas that are actually even coming through the same factories. Mm. So it's it's identical. The only difference is it hasn't got the stamp of approval from Nike or Adidas or whatever, but it's come from the same factory in China, bro. Mm. So it basically is the same trainer. Just hasn't got that stamp of approval. But I just feel like, bro, if you can't afford it, man, like just wait your time, man. Wait, wait, get what you can afford. Because at the end of the day, bro, let's be real. Drip, yeah, is not about the actual clothing more time. Man makes the clothes, clothes don't make the man. So it's about how you wear the item of clothing. Mm. Literally, I could give someone a hundred pounds spending urban outfitters that has natural style, and I could give someone a bag to go and spend in Selfridges that doesn't have style, and the person with le with style with less budget can make themselves look better mm. than the person with the budget, because it's about how you put the outfit together, how you've been creative with it, how you've layered it, like all of these different sorts of things. I've actually got a show coming out. Um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about it. 
Okay. I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about it. It's a fashion show. Basically, I've got a fashion show coming out with a fashion brand. Mm. Um, it's a YouTube show. If, if you can talk about it, and if closer to the time you think, I mean, delete this bit, I'll delete it from the edit. I just don't know when it's when is this coming out because I don't know when that, that's oh, coming out. Um, like probably I'll tell you off camera. But okay. um, yeah, I got a fashion show coming out on YouTube. Um, it's actually shot by Waller Productions. Sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know what it is? I saw the, I saw clips of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What they put on IG clips of it? It was more BTS. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fashion show. Um, and yeah, man, like the whole essence of that show is like, how can you how can you style something with with small budget basically that's essentially what the show is mm. um yeah we got four episodes of that coming out that's going to be different because in our scene I've, I've never really seen a fashion show like this before mm. um hopefully it does well. well we'll see i'm leading it i'm the main presenter on it um congrats bro oh no, thank you bro how why don't you make your own clothing line do you know what i've been planning one for time yeah i've been planning one for time um and i just haven't execute it i've been lazy in that aspect i've been in so much other stuff and and really and truly these are excuses um but i've got the name i've got the trademark for it i've got Swear. all of these sorts of things bro i literally all i have to do is literally just find a designer and find a manufacturer that's all i have to do really and truly i've got ideas i've got all of those things and the reason i really want to do it is because the platform i have with kit game some of these episodes are getting millions of views. I could be wearing my own team, my own hoodie, oh, and advertising such a banging it. Like, strategy. If I'm selling a hundred hoodies and I'm wearing my own hoodie on there, every time I wear something on Kick Game, I'll get DMs like, what is this? Where are these jeans from? Where's that? I should be wearing my own shit. Like I wore my friend's clothing, shout out to him, Pretty Boy Ugly World. And like That's I wore, a good name for a brand. Yeah, and I wore that on an episode. There's a hoodie, it says Pretty Boy Ugly World on it. And I wore an episode with Young Philly of Kick Game. That episode's got like 1.7 million views. The hoodie's sold out. Like I did that for free. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like, if I was wearing my own hoodie, you're telling me if I'm doing episodes, I get 1 million plus views. I can't sell 100 hoodies. So I don't know what I'm doing. I need to sort that out. I just think it's like, it's that whole thing once again, man. It's that like, the process that goes into it. It's like what I was talking about with the mortgage. It's like the process of all of it. Because I'm doing so many other things at once right now. I'm like, ah. But then that's where you boss up. You got to start hiring people yeah. and, and get into those sides of things and, and that's the is the next step for me. I think it's more about like keeping I don't know, it's, it's gonna sound pretty obvious, but it's like you know, like keeping a calendar, like you dedicate a day, you're like, okay, Monday, clothing line, all day I'm gonna be planning this. Yeah. And then Tuesday, I don't know, chats have meetings about you know, manufacturer and whoever needs a, a designer, mm. and then Wednesday you go cool. I'll be honest though, I think I'll be honest, like I can be truthful and say this, like I have no problem. I think there is like an element of fear as well. Mm. yeah i think like the reason because i'm someone that likes to do things and execute things and i am passionate about clothing but like i have to ask myself why i've been planning this for the last two years and it still isn't tangible in my hand come to fruition and i think there is that little bit of like oh what if no one buys it or what if people don't fuck with it but like right now i'm the biggest i've ever been in my brand so it's like now is the time like why wait what am i gonna do wait until i'm not this big or something mm. and then like hustle and try and get the clothing out and what's i need to strike now and i don't think i don't feel like you've reached your peak yet like it's still coming yeah there's, yeah yeah there's yeah. always no, still sure, more to come for sure for sure and, and do you know what it is even even aside from all of that like there are people in parts of this country right now that have a dream to start a clothing line and they don't even have the network i have of people to give the clothes to mm. like, i got so many friends in big positions from footballers to presenters to content creators that are massive mm. i've got a 
a head start that other people yeah, don't even have. Yeah, people yeah. launching off off literally nothing. Do you get what I'm saying? I could start a hoodie thing tomorrow and be like, Maya Jama, wear that for me, please. Or Harry Panera, wear that for me. Or like, mm. And these lot will do it for me. So I don't know what I'm waiting for really anyway. Like, What is it that's really holding you? Aside from, okay, cool. Like, bro, er- everyone can be lazy, right? Everyone can be lazy. Yeah. It's like, what is there's Because I can be like that as well. It's like, I've got, I'm capable of doing this. Yeah. What is holding, what is really holding me back? Aside from the like what you said, fear as well. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just think like it's it's money as well. I think I think I can always say that I've always been a creative person. Mm. I've always been able to get money. I'm good with money, but I've never been um an entrepreneur by nature. Mm. So there's some people they get money and their first thought is how can I put this down, flip it, make it into something else, run a business. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's my next step. That's the, I've been talking to people like Sincere who runs Lizzie Clothing. I've been talking to these people to get those gems. Mm. I'm trying to develop that now because, um, yeah, man, it's just about like knowing. I think like when you come from ends and you come from a background, like I'm, I'm from a working class background. You know what I'm saying? My parents don't have a bare money. I think when you come from that, you don't understand money that well. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So then when you get money, your first thought is save it, save it, save it. Don't just spread it out there and put it into things do you get what i'm saying but then if you don't do it, you're never gonna get to a higher higher level like you have to take risks you literally have to take risks with money and i think it's me just undoing that kind of ingrained um conditioned knowledge of money that i had from young and learning like like you know no offense to my mom i love her but my mom was always like save be like smart like da, da, da. but you can't do that bro like and that's the thing like if i've got if i make 10 grand i'll put that 10 grand in save it do this, do it, and then I'll have a huge lump sum of money sitting in my account. Really, like half of that should be in businesses. I see. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally just me sitting on the money rather than going, oh, I want to put it. Yeah, rather than just having it over I there. Think, I think, I've I think, got investments though, but that's that's different. Like. I think that I think that there's like an element of security there. I think parents just want you to be to feel secured, like because yeah. you don't know whatever's gonna happen in the future, right? Like. Yeah, but that's even with saving. Like, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Inflation happens, like, store market crashes, your money ain't even worth anything. So it's like, even keeping it in a bank ain't the safest option. Like, there is no safe option in life with money, bro. The only thing that you know in life and that is guaranteed is that money comes and it goes. You earn money, you have to spend it. You have to spend it on loads of things. Food, bills, mortgage, rent, whatever it is. Money comes in, money goes. You just got to try and make sure that you're making more incomings than outgoings. That's all it is. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's just me un- undoing that. And then in between all of that, working for money, which I'm still doing, like presenting and yeah, yeah, yeah. doing whatever I'm doing. But yeah, man, I think I'm going to do it. That is the next step, 100%. What's like the, what's been like the biggest learning from you since you started doing content and to where you are now? What is like the biggest realisation for you? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I think the biggest realisation for me, I've recently I've been thinking is that like no one man is an island. So like... You have to, as humans, to get things done, we have to work with people. You can't just not work with people. Mm. Like in order for this desk, this mic to get built, so a designer had to link up with a programmer, had to link up with someone that makes the thing, technology. We all have to reach out to people to make a common goal. That's how we develop as humanity. And I think for me, early on, I thought like, oh, I can just do things myself, get things done myself. And I don't have to reach out to this person. I don't have to work with people in that sense. I can just... No, you have to work with people. You have to be good. You have to be honest with people. You have to be upfront with people. You have to swallow your pride at times and reach out to people. That's how we get things done, bro. That's how, do you get what I'm saying? Because then 
you know, if an opportunity comes up and you're building relationships, someone will refer you for that opportunity or vice versa. Another opportunity might come up and be like, oh, that person, let me bring them in. And that person remembers that. And to get what I'm saying, we yeah. all have to work together because that's that's how fucking civilization was built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I awesome. think that's been the biggest realization for me, man. Like I can reach out to people. Don't feel like I, I don't need to. Like reach out to that person. See how you can help that person. That mm -hmm. person can help you. It doesn't have to be like, thinking oh you're a beg or mm -hmm. oh that person's got some hidden notion some people have got some hidden intentions but you'll find that it's out like, along the way in it it's like me with my with, with my podcast as well it's like people know who you are but they don't want to reach out as well mm. so like when i reached out to mario musa yeah I, I genuinely believed wholeheartedly that she was going to either one not know me or just say no i don't know why i thought that it's like mm. going back to it's, it's like fear right mm. But she was like, yeah, I mean, I watch your content. It's like, well, why, why did you not reach out in the first place? That, like, it's like a support system. Yeah, I think, I don't, I don't, I don't sometimes it's just people just wrapped up in their own shit, bro. Like, mm. that's just all it is. Like, I, there's loads of things I've watched or, or um, consumed and I just haven't thought to be like, oh, I'm going to reach out to them. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's just about timing or you might have your own shit going on at the time. Yeah. But I just think in general... Not and and you don't realise that as well. Because you yeah. you're just you so in your own head sometimes. You're just like, okay, they must be free, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it's, there's, like, everyone's got their own shit going on in their own life as well. Like, even aside from, like, professional stuff, some mm. people are just dealing with things personally, whether that's family, health, all kinds of things. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And, and you just don't know. So, I don't know. For me, man, I just realised that, like, yeah, reaching out to people is important checking on people authentically is important mm. do you get what i'm saying because that's how you build relationships and relationships are the key to everything in this world bro mm. relationships will last you longer than money if you've got strong relationships money will always come back to you opportunities will always come back to you but if you don't have any strong relationships who are you reaching out to you might you're you're on an island exactly you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a very, very you have to have relationships. Like, it's like, look really at Britain. Well England, Britain, UK is an island. We're not connected to any other piece of land. So if we don't have relationships with America or Europe, when it comes time for war, we're done. Look at the World War. Like, it, if if they weren't, they didn't have a relationship with America when Germany was trying to invade here, that would have been it. That would have been a wrap. So you have to build relationships and stay in contact with people to to build some sort of foundation and a fortress bro mm. and that's what i've realized man like, and i've tried to keep my relationship strong um i think as i'm getting older i'm just more conscious of forming new ones reaching out to people um yeah man and just not being shy bro really well said man no, thanks, really well bro. said do you have any siblings yeah i got one sister okay yeah younger sister ah, okay yeah man uh school college yeah. no 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 she's a big woman bro she's like working she lives up north with her boyfriend like Swear. yeah she lives like near huddersfield or somewhere there content creating too or no 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 she's completely different different, different yeah. line of work yeah man just behind the scenes type stuff i'm not gonna put a job out there but yeah yeah yeah, yeah, no, no. yeah how does your family feel about what you're doing now they're proud man yeah. like because they saw me for years grinding like i said when there was no money in this like mm -hmm. my mom was like I remember when I first started, I had a job and I was at Vodafone. Mm. I was working part-time at Vodafone. I swear to hell. Yeah, years ago, like, like 2013. And I was trying to get my presenting stuff off the ground. And then my mum was just like, that I said I was going to quit. Like one day I was like, no, I'm going to quit. I'm going to do this full-time, take the leap of faith. And my mum was like, nah, don't leave your job. You know what a parent does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know that that you're that they might in a certain way by being you doing you a disservice by saying don't do that. They don't know that. They're just thinking of your security, innit? They want to make sure you're all right. But I just knew at that point in time, like, I just needed to make the leap of faith. And, like, that was, like, what, 10 years ago now. So my mum looks at what I'm doing and she's like, 
bro, like you're making money, you're doing your thing, like you're happy, you you lead the life you want to live. Like you've always been passionate about television and being in front of the camera, you do that for a living. She's just proud, man. Like to be honest. And my, my, my parents are very, very liberal, open-minded parents anyway. Mm. Like my mom was the type of mom, like I could bring girls back to my house. Like, bro, like my friends couldn't believe I had a lock on my bedroom door. Swear down. In like that I installed. Really? Like it didn't come with a lock. Like I bought a lock from Wilkinson's and like screwed it in and put a lock. You know them locks where you like lock, like <laughs> drill a hole in the thing and lock it like that. Like I put a lock on my door. Like you when really I speak to some did. of my veterans, like from a like an Afri- African household or an Asian household, mm. they'd be like, my parents will never let me have a lock on my door. Are you crazy? Yeah, I had a lock on my door. Like if I had a girl around, my mom would have knock on my door. Yeah. My mom would have to knock on my door and say, Craig, what are you doing or whatever? But in my other bedroom, I'd be like, my mom will just burst open my door. You, there's no locks happening in this house. Are you crazy? Not me though, boy. I had a lock on my door. I'd have girls around. My mom, my mom was just cool, man. But I think because my mom just knew I was a good kid. She mm. sensed it early. I think like, not to say that like, if you if your mom don't let you have certain things or she's a bit strict with you, that means you're not a good kid. Yeah. But there's just a level of trust sometimes, isn't it? Like my mom always knew like, yeah, Craig's, got his head on his shoulders like i don't have to worry That's about him yeah. too much so like i just let him get on with it and the moment he gives me a real reason to be concerned or whatever mm. then i become more strict but even like when i used to do bad shit like my parents never beat me i think i only got hit ever like once by my dad and my mom like threw something at maybe yeah, me yeah, yeah, once yeah, yeah. Same, i never got i never got beats but like my mom used to ground me but then she realized quickly like let me tell you something yeah <laughs> see parents don't ground your kids or or when i'm a parent i'm not gonna ground my kid and i'll tell you why because my mum clocked, yeah, she'll ground me, I'll do something mad, she'll ground me for like a week. After two days, I'm doing her head in. She doesn't want me in the house no more. It's like annoying. Like I'm yeah. in the living room watching all this TV all day, wrestling and stuff. She's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Or I'm making noise or I'm doing playing video or playing music. She's like, yeah, just get out. They like their own space now. Yeah. They proper love it. I've yeah. clocked it as well. Yeah. Even my little sister, she'll be like, I beg you, just take her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, they'll just do it in other ways. They'll take your phone, your iPad if you're a kid now, mm. or like they'll disconnect your PlayStation, take mm. away your Netflix account. Like there's other ways to get them now, <laughs> innit? To punish them. So yeah, man, my mum was cool though, man. Like she was proper, proper cool when Spe- I was growing up. Speaking of kids, are you ready to settle down? Do you know what? People ask me this all the time, man. Yeah. People ask me this all the time because I'm in my 30s now. So people ask, you don't look it, bro. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. Off. Yeah, why do you think oh, I said I've been doing this so long? Yeah, man, I'm in my 30s now. And like, a lot of people ask me this, like, oh, are you going to settle down and whatnot? And my answer to that is simply, I'm not someone that will settle. The word settle down to me is crazy. Like, that's a crazy phrase. I won't settle. Like, the next person I get in a relationship with, Has preferably, will be the one. Okay. Preferably. I'm not on this, like, and when I say that, what I mean is, I'm like head over heels, can't stop thinking about you, super jealous, like like in the early stages that you're like maybe even chatting, like I want you type of thing. Till I feel that, man, I'm just out here grinding, bro, chasing my dreams, man, essentially. But I do want kids, like eventually. It's a good mindset to have. I feel like like because when you're just so busy and it's just like even having a girl, like it's just like you got to focus. And and, and you lack being attentive as well for seven years of my 20s i was in a relationship so i was in a four-year relationship Mm. then i was single for a year and a half and then i was in a two and a half year relationship so for like almost seven years of my 20s i was actually in relationship wow and like i've seen i've seen the progress i made so when i was in that four-year relationship then i was a year and a half single i saw the progress i made when i was single in that year and a half Mm. then i fell into another relationship because i really liked the person Mm. and then when i got single again 
2020, my last relationship, the last two and a half years, coming on three years, I've seen the progress again. So I just think like, and that's not for everyone. Everyone's different. Some people can be in a relationship and still do their thing and work hard. But I just think like the line of work I'm in, like if I'm in a relationship and then I do that Nella Rose episode, that could be an issue for my girlfriend. Yeah. Being overly <laughs> flirty, even though it's just, you know, it's for, it's for, Married, ent- yeah. it's for entertainment yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Still though, like it it's could a- cringe them out or ick them or be like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just like certain things that maybe like, or me being at events all the time or, doing things, traveling and being around like, I'm in the creative industry, like in, in like clubs or like, or whatever, being around loads of women, like your partner needs to be super understanding depending on what your, what your work is or your industry. You want to have that level of freedom though. Let's see if you're in a relationship, but you know, like you joke about when Nella Rose on the screen and whatnot. Do you, you know, like, yeah, man. It's, part, it's part of who you are. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is, you're a personality now and this is what you want to do and this is who you, you know, you want to represent. So. Facts. Like, and that's that's just what comes of it. But yeah, definitely, I do. Obviously, I want to settle down one day, hopefully get married, mm. have kids. Um, yeah, man, it's just it's just about timing, bro. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in God anyway. Mm. So I just feel like all in God's time, really, isn't it, man? Like, what's meant to be is meant to be type of thing. Bro, before we wrap, I got one crazy question that Go someone on. asked me the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been on my mind for fucking time. I'm interested to hear this. So would you rather... Yeah. Uh, live in fear and be on the run and have someone come after you or live in guilt knowing that you've killed someone that's a it's a mad one rather live in guilt but guilt is also a pretty mad one it's a burden as well they're both yeah, they're, both. they're both burdens um if I had to choose. Uh, that's so. I'd say I'd say be on the run. Yeah, and the reason I'd say be on the run is because you gotta catch me. You gotta catch me. Like, don't get it twisted. Every single day, there are people on the road, even known rappers that we love, on the road. That have maybe killed someone and they're still in fear because they killed someone. Mm. You could kill someone and have the guilt of killing someone and still be on the, in fear and on the run because their family or friends are coming to get you. Mm. So you could end up having both by ch- choosing that one. Mm. But the other one is just, you're just in fear and on the run. Mm. If you kill someone and you feel guilty about it, now, now you've got guilt and you're looking over your shoulder. Exactly. I'll be See the hack? Fear. Yeah. I'll, and that's why people you think through your answers <laughs> and you don't just say one <laughs> you think it through 100 percent. craig thank you so much for coming it's been on a pleasure it's, bro, been a ple- it's been a very good conversation i'm very very happy with it yeah, yeah thank you man i really enjoyed it still good questions thank you so much from man. one from one podcaster interviewer presenter to another good questions bro thank you I so much you. man i wish you all the best thank you um, man. before we go as well um next steps planning yeah. what's next for you do you know what? Yeah, I know it sounds cliche, but I actually, no, no, I actually don't like to talk about what I've got Next coming step. up. Yeah, no, no, no. So what, what I'll way. say is, I've got a podcast called Double Down. I'm taking that more seriously, which I haven't been doing. I, I'm be the first to admit, but I'm taking that more seriously. We'll get you on there as well. Appreciate, man. Thank you. Um, kick game, obviously. All the football content I've got coming out, and since we spoke about it here, look out for the clothing line that will be coming 100. percent Um, and then other projects. Just just wait for it, man. Actions speak louder than words. Do you know what someone said to me? Don't ever have an end goal. 
Yeah. Just just enjoy the journey. Mm. Just enjoy the journey. Have goals, but not an end goal. Yeah, yeah, have goals. Tick them off along the way, but don't have an end goal. Because when you reach that goal and you get disappointed, it's a bit like, fuck, what do I do from here? Yeah, so just have goals just and tick them off. enjoy. Even if it's on a day today, you have small little ones, man. Like if you needed to like do your laundry, tick that off. Yeah. You know when you feel that even the little ones, you feel accomplished yeah, when yeah, you get yeah. things done, like <laughs> errands or whatever. Just whether they're errands or professional ones or whatever, man, just tick them off and on to the next, bro. Don't make it like, oh, this is it. <laughs> Because when you get there, the only end goal literally is is death, bro. That's mm, it. Because yeah. that's when it ends. Enjoy the Until journey. Until then, man. it don't. Enjoy the journey. Craig, thank you so much, man. Love, brother. Thank, Love, you. thank you. You've been listening to The Last of the Real Podcast. Catch all the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. <laughs>